My name is Jeff Cresswell, um, and I am 62 years age, and I'm from originally England. Came here as one of those 10-pound ponds, they called us, back in 74. I arrived from you know, a very bustling Heathrow airport into a tiny little tin roof mascot and went, oh Lord, what have I done? And um, you know, we were, what, 20? We were going to set the world on fire. We were going to change you know, hairdressing. And we got here and um, it was already very vibrant. But there was still this sort of Australian inferiority complex. I remember being interviewed by the, the now defunct Daily Mirror. The, the newspaper, they, you know, page three with, with you know, jeans and, and, and boots and, you know, hair. And uh, we thought we were rock stars. And um, I came out with another friend from Sassoon's in London. And um, one of the lead questions was, um, you're from London, you must be really good. And my response was, do you know how many bad hairdressers are in London? Yeah, I am, but it's not geographic. It's, but there was that sense, if it were not local, it would have to be better. Um, happily, that's changed. Um, and of course, I travelled around over here to Queensland, to West Australia, New Zealand. I, I was amazed. There was snow in Australia, really? Um, so I skied for a season, um, cut hair on the mountain. And, and so it, it's been a fascinating journey. I'm still here. My thoughts at 1920 was Australia's the end of the world. If I dislike it, and I probably will, it's a bit remote. I'll get to see the rest of the world on the way home. Um, and although I've seen a lot of the rest of the world, I keep coming back here. Something clicked, I think, 10 years in that, hmm, pretty good lifestyle. The air's fresh. Locals are pretty friendly. And fashion, I think, in the 70s really got a kick. There was a moment where Australian fashion, I think there was a... a um, Edmondson, Leon Edmondson and, and, and Morrissey, Peter Morrissey, Dinosaur Designs, um, Studebaker Hawk, um, the lovely Jane Lambert, my girlfriend now. Um, there was this, this sort of renaissance of Australian, it was fresh, it was you know, sort of fabulous and, and it was new above all. And um, that I think was when I sort of went, yeah, this, this is okay. And I get to the, go to the beach every afternoon, you know, it's pretty good. Australia, you can have all of this great fashion, but sadly, you go into a barbie on Sunday, you really need to be wearing board shorts and thongs. And that's, I think, a great leveller of fashion. It, 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 it takes that pomposity. I think fashion is really dull when there's no sense of humour. It's a laugh. You know, they're frocks. The emperor's new clothes, really. Um, and I love it. I love, you know, fine quality and, and great tailoring and style. But it's just the bloody T-shirt. You know, really. Um, and I think Sydney embraces that a little bit. I love the fact I can go to Bondi some mornings. My girl runs Bondi, soft sand, every day. I, I walk to the coffee shop and get the coffee. Um, but it, it's lovely. I have friends there that I know are, are, are dealing with, you know, sort of major, major sort of Macquarie Bank movements on an international level. Um, I say good day to people that are, that are teaching kids how to surf. And we're all in our board shorts and t-shirt, and, and it, it, it's total equality somehow. Um, it takes that, you know, obviously if I've got a harbourside mansion, I'm much better off than you're living in, you know, the back of, of somewhere else. But there's something very fundamental that I love about Australia that it, that it, that it almost sneers at this 
you know, you, hey, great, you've got five hundred dollar you know runners on, but you know you, you're still on the same sand as I am. You know that that I really love, um, and that's quite unique. I was a mod, and I think um, looking back on the, the mods, the Lambrettas and the Vespers, and and the whole sort of movement was was about modernism. And so I had this modernist attitude to what's next, what's next, what's next. And <laughs> I stopped being a mod and I started being a rock star. Um, I wished. Um, I, I, interestingly, I, I did, a, a, I suppose, a, an anthology of the development of mod music, Back to the Mods Again. A dear 20-something-year-old friend of mine is studying singing and was asked, asked me what was the relevance of that movement then. And, you know, how long have we got? And, and there was something that, I think if you look at the word mod, you go original. Ben Sherman, a ubiquitous you know, mod label, the word original features high. The Levi 501, the original. And the, being a mod, it wasn't about buying Mr. Dupont's nylon, God forbid. I wanted tonic mohair. And, and I wanted sharp cut, well designed, and I had my own you know, eye to what suited me. Of course, we all got a bit lost amongst a whole lot of haze and um, stuff in the 70s, grew our hair, you know, went tie-dyed, you know, the, the 501s got very bleached and lots of holes and patches. And we got over it. I got sick of being shouted at by, you know, big, loud, long-haired men with perms and, and guitars. And I, come, I came back to, I suppose, my R&B roots. Mods come from modern jazz movement. I think the ultimate mod is probably Chet Baker. Pork pie hat, skinny tie, sharp, sharp, dark Italian suit. Miles Davis, you know, it, it, it's not this big overblown American Elvis painted ties and you know, rock and roll. Um, it was much more subdued. And I find it's funny. I look at what I'm wearing today and, I, and these are not far from 501s. I've got church brogues on, which are English brogues that we used to wear lokes as mods. Um, I don't wear big shirts. It's a Jack and Jack shirt. My girlfriend works at Jack and Jack, you know, big plug. Um, yeah, I wear sharp waistcoats, um, you know, skinny ties. It, it has, it, it's sort of come back. I don't know, is there that, that Jesuit saying, show me the man at seven, and I, uh, the child at seven, I show you the man. Yeah. I think show me the, the kid at 17, and you kind of know what works for you. You make some mistakes along the way. You know, you wander off into tie-dye weirdness, and, you know, especially if there's a little bit of... Um, influence from <laughs> sort of all sorts of other things. It's like, wow, that's really cool, man. No, it's not. You're just stoned. <laughs> it looked good on Jimi Hendrix. He was black. He played a guitar like, you know, the devil incarnate. Yeah. You know, you're a white boy from, from Essex. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You look quite good in the sharp suit. Leave it at that. I've got a lovely um, overcoat. They used to call them crombies. I, I found a beautiful cashmere and wool, um, it's got a velvet collar, full overcoat, which will never wear out in Sydney because I get to wear it five times a year. And if the moths don't get it, um, I will probably never let that go. It's, it's from um, a Mr. Johnson in German Street in West One. And I used to look at these fellas on, on, the, on the tube in London and think, that looks nice and warm. But hey, yeah, not for me. Um, so I hang on to that. Um, there's a little bit of a old sort of the old country in there, but it's just beautifully tailored, beautiful cloth, beautifully finished. 
and the lining is, is, is embossed with you know, the, the, the designer, the tailor. There is a difference, I think, between a tailor and a designer. Um, I think Alexander McQueen was, was a testament to that. Dad was a tailor, so he, he had the skill, but what an eye, you know, a design genius. So um, my, my three pairs of church brogues are possibly into this third decade. I found a lovely um, little Italian cobbler, shoe mender, um, who's been around Sydney for you know, 100 years, not himself, but his family. And he's a fellow, when I take my, my you know, old sort of worn out shoes, he goes, oh, nice piece of leather, this beautiful. And, and he, they're, like, they're better than new. The sole and the heel are brand new. And the, the, the uppers have got that lovely patina. I've worn them for 20 years. You know. This is in Bondi Junction. It's called Falkinghams. It's a funny little watch repair guy in the front. And in the back is this, this old school cobbler. And boy, does he know his, his leather. I say, brand new. They're better than brand new. Um, and you know, for 100 bucks, it's like, great, I've got a new pair of shoes for $100. I can't buy it. You know, that, that, that's great.